Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Kero. My name is Hans. I'm Edward. And we are your hosts for a third year in a row. <laughs> hey, woo, crowd goes wild. Ah. <laughs> welcome to 2022 and our first episode of the year. We hope that you've all had a restful holiday season. And we hope that you will continue to enjoy our episodes on a weekly basis. So for today's episode, we're going to be looking at narratives and law within video games. Aren't we, Edward? Yeah. <laughs> so and how this, it sometimes sucks. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So this interesting topic sort of popped up um, while I was playing Halo Infinite. Uh, absolutely exceptional game. Uh, the gameplay really sells it this time around. But as always in typical Halo fashion, it has the most incredible lore, but it's you're always only given the smallest sliver when you play the video game. Mm. And so Edward and I were talking about this and we were like, well, that's a, a rather interesting notion of how, you know, if you think of narratives today right and, and what exactly is a narrative a narrative it's a spoken or a written account of connected events so it's basically a story so when you think of narratives today or the really really good narratives we know that whether it's in cinema or movies or even in video games a very good narrative will give you the reader viewer gamer everything you need to fully feel you know satisfied immersed yes immersed and yeah. satisfied with whatever it is you're consuming without you having to wonder about certain things like why wasn't this discussed or um what happened to this plot point that they just never mm. went back to you know so it's it's something we we feel quite strongly about um i myself am very i am someone who adores narrative i gravitate towards things that, you know, in, that I feel are engrossing and they pull me into the world and they, they do a good enough job of explaining everything without me needing to go to external sources to find more information. Yeah. And that is something that Edward and I have come to realize is actually a huge problem with video games. Not all video games, I might say, but mm. a majority of them, whereby... You will have a good, engaging narrative, but it will elude to things that are not present in the narrative or just not explained unless you do extra exploration and then you find audio logs or books or notes or maybe a side quest that has more information to do with the narrative. Things that if you don't explore, you will miss. Yeah. And that then leads to the point of why are video games so inclined on adding law as extras to find versus trying to make an all-encompassing and engaging narrative that gives you everything you need without needing extras? Well, I, I think that the main point to let the, we should recognize is that not all video games are RPGs. Um, if, it were, if they were, let's say, Horizon Zero Dawn, for instance. <laughs> That's an incredibly, it's incredibly written, and the lore you can find is just as, as incredible. Um, 
And there are a million things that you can find. There are audio notes, there are written notes, there, there are collectibles that have their own notes. Um, Look, of course, but, it's subjective, right? Like nobody yeah. wants law or narrative from Tetris. Well, well, I, I say that, but I would love a Tetris story mode. That's exactly like, <laughs> you know, like, like I would love the origins of Tetris. Blocks Tetris come from. Whatever. What do they mean? Why are they different colors? Why do they intersect the way they do? Anyway, no, but that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get on that. Um, the, the thing is, when it comes to a game like Halo, okay, um, it, it, it's it's one. It, it's a it's a funny thing to me because I believe that as long as you can play the game, the series, um, and understand things that's happening in the series, that's fine. Um, but then you get like allusions to to stuff like like the endless. Um, you and I just spoke about this. Yes, yeah, so- and the forerunners. What Edward is referring to here, and this this leads to, I suppose, the bigger, the 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 issue with law in video games versus other media, right? So, the way that I look at it is, why do video games get a pass in terms of law and narrative versus things like TV series and movies? In in this respect, I mean, you know, if you go and watch a movie, and the narrative is full of plot holes and things don't get spoken about and stuff is not answered more often than not you'll come away from that film being like that was a, that was a bit of a waste of time you know like mm. like or, or rather um if you look at adaptations you know most of the time adaptations will leave a lot on the cutting room floor purely because it's very difficult to adapt um, internal monologues you know especially from coming from books yeah however a lot of them are done well the harry potter franchise is one of the most successful in that regard but then there are things like aragon which are absolutely terrible because they cut so much out of the film that you just didn't know what was actually going on in terms of the movie so when i looked at it like that and i thought about it for a moment i realized that it's because gaming is an interactive medium so mm-hmm. you know gamers have the ability to explore and find things the issue with that, however, is how that has become a normal means of finding additional story or means of plugging in holes within a narrative. And to me, that's not good enough. Because if you have a slice of a narrative that appeases, okay, fine, a majority of people who play, but then you have more interesting tidbits that fully flesh out this narrative hidden around the game world. It means that a large majority of people who consume the content are not going to get the full story. And that is a little bit of a problem in my opinion, because I've noticed in particular, and I don't want to be dragging Halo under this bus. It's just the the most recent game that I've played and the most recent one that is on my mind, which is why it's easy for me to pull on it for, for, uh, for examples. You know, is how... As the series developed over the years, you know, you would have one installment, let's say five, and then Infinite comes around. But then there's a whole like 18 month gap between the two games, which the core narrative doesn't discuss. But if you do side quests and 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 go and look for lore dumps, you will find the information that, in my opinion, should have been given from the get-go. Yeah. So that would be, I think. Not my, my argument per se, but why? Well, this is why I think it's so interesting that games get away with this. 
just because they're an interactive medium. But I'm of the opinion that that shouldn't be the case. That should be the age case. In other words, I'm of the opinion that we should have the Last of Us styled narratives or like, uh, as you mentioned now, uh, Horizon Forbidden... Where? Horizon Zero Dawn. Sorry, I was, uh, yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, the, the new, new one is... On the, mind. the new one, yeah, I have the new one on the mind. Um, so... You know, in that circumstance, and as Edward is saying, the game has an exceptional narrative. Even God of War. There's enough in these titles where you don't end up... I mean, you always end up wondering. It's it's part and parcel of every narrative is what else could there be. But what's nice about these narratives is that they're so self-contained enough, you don't need additional lore dumps or extras around the worlds to flesh out the main narrative, the core narrative. Yeah. on top of that, though, is um, let's look at, at, at franchises like, like Mass Effect, okay? Mm. Both Mass Effect 1 and 2 are amazing. You get all the story given to you. Um, and if you really want, you can go and search for it even more, um, like background stuff, which you don't need, but it helps, okay? If you're but so then inclined, Mass Effect right? 3 comes along. <laughs> yes. But then Mass Effect 3 comes along, um, and that does the bad thing. Mass Effect 3, sure, it explains what happens in the gap, so that's fine. And mm. it, it's still a self-contained story. But it has elements in it, such as the character Kai Ling, such as the backstory of some um, some villains that, that, that you, you meet throughout the story. Minor villains, but still. Um, this relies on comic books and literal novels to make you understand who they are and what they are doing there. Mm. Um and stuff like that, that's a really bad thing. So it's one thing to, to exclude some narrative and just have the player follow one story, uh, such as, let's say, Infinite with 16 months. You yeah, say, I yeah. think it's 16 months. Um, of <coughs> You don't know what happened then. But it's an entirely different thing to, to tell players that, oh, you can get the 16-month info if you read the book. Um, and that's a different kind of assholery that you see, I have an issue with. So what it was in particular talking about here is Halo is one of the few video game franchises, but not the only one that actually contains law and narrative that is canon to the overarching story in media outside of the video games. Yeah. Now that in itself is not too much of an issue, right? Because it's okay for universes to yeah. expand. Like we know with the recent acquisition of um, Bungie by Sony, they actually want to expand the, the, the franchises that Bungie owns into other forms of entertainment media, which could be books, it could be movies, it could be TV series. Whether all of that is linked into one core universe is another story altogether. Um, much like how the new Halo TV series apparently is going to be on its own timeline and it's not going to be canon to the video games. That's actually yep. a discussion for uh, for another day, I, I presume. Yeah, it's completely um, different. I just realized that we actually make for a very good discussion, but we can talk about that in a, a future episode. Yeah. So rather what this episode is about is, um, you know, how important are narrative law elements to video games? So mm-hmm. as we've discussed, contrary to other forms of media, video games are interactive. So through that that method of being interactive, the ability to explore worlds in in greater detail exists versus something like TV shows or movies, whereby what you watch is what you get and that's it. 
A game, yeah. on the other hand, allows you to explore this beautiful world that you've 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 watched or you've learned so much about, and maybe gain more information about it. So, what I would say from that perspective is the importance of law in that respect is is fine if it fleshes out an already good core narrative. Yes. My issue comes from the fact where a lot of games today are doing this. Uh, and, and the Far Cry series is one, is one example, as far as I can understand, is yes, you have a great and engaging core narrative, but they leave so much left to discovery and exploration. Uh, actually, sorry, I, didn't, I, I meant Assassin's Creed, not necessarily Far Cry. Far Cry works. Um, Far Cry but, works but well. you know, they're, they're both guilty of it, I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's not, I mean, their core narratives are good enough. They're good enough. They're satisfying in their own respects. Hmm. But like in Assassin's Creed, for example, the Isu are seldom spoken about. Now, spoken about. Now, they're the the gods behind everything. You know, these ancient beings, the the, like the forerunners in Halo, right? Yeah, isn't that that's actually so interesting because Halo does this with the forerunners as well. So anyway, yeah, in these titles, if you want to find out more about these incredible beings or their histories and so on and so forth, it's always in lore dumps that are within the world and you need to find them. So it's very seldom ever told to you directly within the core narrative. Mm. Now, the issue with that for me is how a lot of this stuff is actually incredibly interesting. And as I've mentioned before, a lot of it often will come back in sequels or in future titles and they'll unknowingly be referenced. And the thing is, if you didn't pick up on that in one of the original titles, you will miss out on it completely. And that then becomes the bigger problem with video games law narrative and why law elements are more important than I think many studios are giving them credit. As in, I think a lot of the times games are focused on, um, you know, the gameplay versus actually being focused on the narrative. I mean, obviously, I suppose because it's a game, you know, the gameplay is important and so on and so forth, right? Of course, mm -hmm. there are certain games like uh, Detroit Become Human, which do focus more on the story than they do yeah. on the gameplay. But those are rare. They're few and far between. And they're often criticized for their lack of gameplay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so much so they're called interactive movies. Yes, yes. So yeah. I suppose... That's where that fine line comes in. But, but I suppose what my point that I'm trying to get across, right, is I'm all for additional law in video games. I just mm -hmm. don't want that law to be something that is excluded from the core narrative when it should be included. So yeah, what, what I will say in this regard is I will maybe take my hat off to a lot of um, properties on PlayStation and with Sony, whereby games like... Um, Horizon, God of War, Uncharted, they all have truly exceptional, well self-contained core narratives that don't need additional lore dumps, whether that's in finding an artifact here or a, a note there or a scroll somewhere else. You know, yeah. you can thoroughly enjoy those stories to their maximum without worrying that you've missed something else. Rather, the way that they work is their law are nice to have. The wonderful yeah. cherries on the top of a, of a delicious core narrative. You see? But now not all games are like that. I would say even, even fewer games manage to do that correctly. Yeah. Like, 
uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking, it's actually funny <laughs> how a game like Mortal Kombat, as convoluted as that story is, you always get all the story in all the games. <laughs> like, every single game has all the story. It gives you everything that possibly exists in the world. Um, so, so it's weird that a fighting game like Mortal Kombat sometimes gives you everything, whereas a game uh, such as, let's say Splinter Cell, because even that is super guilty of um, not giving you everything. Yes. Um, which is a first <clears throat> a solo game, a, a, a solo player game. Obviously, it can be played multiplayer, but that's beside the point. Um, it just doesn't give you everything, and, and that's the big issue. Um, it's one thing to play something like Skyrim, which is already has a huge open world oh, explore with mean... all its lore. <laughs> um, and then you get the tie-in novels. Um, and unlike, let's say, let, unlike Splinter Cell again, where they say, okay, but you need to kind of read this book to understand what's going on in this particular mission. In Skyrim, the only two books that ever exist uh, in the Elder Scrolls universe are so completely removed from the games at hand. You don't need to read them at all if you, you're not interested. You see, so um, what's interesting about what you've said now, and I didn't know yeah. that about Splinter Cell. That's actually quite interesting. Mm. It's my biggest irk with Halo. Mm. And the only reason why I feel this way is because I'm a fan. I've yeah. been there since the beginning. And the lore of the game is so incredible. There's, yeah. there's so much there to unpack. And I just feel that it's a shame that it's not as not as not done as well as I believe it could be for the gamers. Now, of course, I suppose the reasoning behind this, and it's not entirely the fault of um, three four three. I think it's just the way the game is designed, and yep. that is because you always solely focus on Master Chief's story. It's just yep. Master Chief, what he is currently doing at that moment in time, and because of that. I suppose, to an extent, you are limited in terms of the story you can tell. So, yeah. in the gap that we were talking about just now, there's like an 18-month gap between Halo 5 and uh, Halo Infinite. In that gap, Master Chief is in cryostasis. So, there is no story for Chief to tell. However, mm -hmm. there is a book that completely fleshes out exactly what happens between Halo 5 and Halo Infinite. But how many people are going to, to read that? You know, unless you're, you're a major fan of the series. You yeah. know, so to me, as a fan of the, the, the greater lore, I would love for that to be explained further. But then I suppose in a certain, uh, a certain way, it takes away from Master Chief. Because Halo is meant to be his story. It's not meant to be the story of everything else that goes on around the Halo. <laughs> See, but that's the beauty of... A, fr a franchise like Halo, it's sure you're playing MCU story, and maybe the games are meant to be your story, fine. But then this world is beyond belie unbelievable. Yeah, like, it really is. I wasn't a big Halo fan. I'm still not really. <laughs> but since you and I have been speaking, I have been going down rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. One rabbit hole here, one rabbit hole there. I've been watching Let's Plays. Um, I'm on Halo 4 now. Um, <laughs> And I have slowly been become engrossed in this in this damn world, and it's actually sad that even between Halo three and four, yeah, it, 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 the gap is not 
as as bad. But in four, they do something new, which is they give you new protagonists to follow. Yeah, yeah. And I'm blue like, team, right? Why? Blue team and and um or I might have lost food, so I forgot. Matter. But yeah, um, but you, you see these guys, okay, and you're like, wow. I would have loved to know more about the, them. Mm. And then you think back about Halo 3, and Halo 3 is so isolated, which makes total sense. Um, but why in Halo 3 could you not find extra bits then? So so in that regard, I would have loved to, to, to see extra bits found, um, which is only, that exists only in the books. Um, yes, there are yes. like 28 books already out for Halo. It's, I think it's an a entire lot. trilogy of it's books a lot. is just about Halo 4. Correct. Um, Correct. So, you look, it's, I mean, I, I understand, you know, the possible need for expanding on these universes in different mediums and so on and so forth. I just feel yeah. that it shouldn't take away or be missing from the core franchise. So, yeah. I'm all for, like, take what you've said, for example, now, right? You want to know more about that team. What's interesting about what you've said is that you can learn more about that team. You just have to get the yeah. book. Yes. Which which so, is my issue with how law is often dealt with in video games. Hmm. I, I, imagine going to a movie now. Just imagine this, right? Imagine going to a movie, watching the movie. There's a, a subplot and then it just stops. And then yeah. after the movie ends, you're told, no, you've got to go and buy this book and read it. That movie would be canned at the box office. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like <laughs> a, a good example now. But back to movies as well. Yeah. A good example. No, you know how lately we don't get origin stories it's like Spider Man and Batman. We don't That's see because they've done so much. Exactly. Yeah. But imagine now the very first Batman movie or the very first Spider Man movie. We don't see them become Batman or Spider Man. We only see them. Oh shit! The fighting crime. If we got Spider-Man Homecoming at the very beginning, people would pan that shit because they wouldn't know <laughs> why Spider-Man is Spider-Man. If we got Batman... Um, I forgot the, the previous one. where we, we The Christian Bale the ones or Batfleck? No, no. Batfleck. Uh. Um, Dawn of Justice. That's the name. If we got that and only see saw a glimpse of this guy's dad and mom die in an alley we would ask where's the rest martha um <laughs> yeah martha <laughs> what you say that to me? Yes. um we would ask why why does this matter and i that's the same for halo especially halo 4 now look um, which is I, the, 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 why do i have to care about these guys the last thing I wanted to do was make this a Halo bashing thing, which I don't believe this discussion is. It's just more so. No, it's, no, it's, it's just, one of the worst offenders. Let's be, yeah, I'll be it, honest about it, it. I love the franchise. I love the games, but it's one of the worst yes. offenders in this regard in terms of narrative. Plus, it's the freshest on the mind at the moment. Correct. Um, so. you, one interesting thing I did want to bring up now is I know I mentioned previously, as, look, I suppose maybe this is where a bit of, again, the difference is. So I mentioned it a bit earlier on in the episode where I suppose... Video games, to an extent, get this free pass because they're an interactive medium. So yeah. the, the the ability exists within a 50-hour game, which only has like four hours of narrative to find extra lore that maybe they didn't have time to put in or whatever the case is, right? So we could make a variety of um, excuses and examples. 
What I want to say about that, though, is that sometimes it can work to have law elsewhere. Yeah. And again, it depends on the game. So we've mentioned now that video games are very broad. It's not like a movie or a TV series where you go in knowing exactly what to expect, with the exception of the um, the overall the overarching content or rather the genre of whatever it is you're watching. But overall, okay. you know you're going to get a self-contained story that doesn't require you to to go elsewhere to find something else mm. in order to make what you're watching complete, whereas video games are a little bit different. A game I really want to bring to mind in this regard is Apex Legends. So Apex, for those who may not know, is a battle royale title. Okay. Um, it's developed by Respawn and EA. And it's all about like 60 to 90 people dropping into a match in teams of three or in teams of two. And they all fight to be declared the winner. Mm. Now, every season of Apex, which is every three odd months, there's a new character that gets released. But there's also a new lore dump that gets released yeah. with each character. And what is truly fascinating about Apex is how this is a game that doesn't have a narrative. It doesn't need a narrative. That's not the point of the gameplay. You know, the gameplay is the same. Well, I say the same. Of course, it's always different because you need different strategies to win. But what I mean is it's effectively the same thing. It's not like a game like Halo where you have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And depending on your actions throughout will determine what happens to the world or the people around you. And we can say that for mm. all good games like The Last of Us, God of War. Um, you know, there's, there's many, many examples. I know those are the ones that are fresh to mind because I'm a huge narrative person. Um, and that's the games that I gravitate towards, which is why I have those on my mind all the time. And what I want to say about that is although Apex Legends is not a narrative-focused game. It has incredible lore and narrative. Sure, it's very much disjointed. Um, and I suppose the reason for that is because there's no need to pull it all together. But even with that in mind, there is still some sort of an overarching thing. And I, and I, I suppose maybe, once again, that illustrates the power of a video game versus something like uh, movies and TV series, whereby mm. you enjoy the gameplay of this game but you don't need the law to play it. But the law is yeah. there if you so wish to be, you know, to be immersed in it. Yeah. Um, now, I'm fine with games that are like that. Like I was saying, imagine Tetris being like Tetris that you play it, but maybe on the side, there's like little lore dumps, you know, telling you about the aliens that invented Tetris. I don't know, just as, just as a fun example, right? Now, I, I know we probably should have mentioned this at the start, but those are not the games we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about narrative focused games that are missing out on narrative and See, that's why we keep talking about things like halo or assassin's creed or far cry or uh, splinter cell exactly um as you were speaking about uh, apex now i was immediately thinking about siege because that does it as well. <laughs> amazing yes you're right operation right. backgrounds no story literally no story <laughs> um on that topic though um dota i think it was dota or was it lol anyway that recently got league a of legends with uh, the show mm. with arcane which yes. is yes. which is yes. incredible and then also unreal tournament now this is not a, ga a franchise you would think Holland, has Holland, any lore it, just, just before we go into unreal tournament quickly can we just speak mm. about that for a second the arcane sure. and league of legends yeah i find that fascinating because to me that is an external law drop that has nothing to do with the narrative. Yeah, but it still it but it works so much so well. 
Now, yes. the reason why I'm just immediately wanting to talk about that is because I've recently just read some tidbits whereby the director of that arcane TV series, which is excellent, by the way, has now been hired mm-hmm. by Bungie, which is now owned by Sony. So there's oh. a very, very good chance we might get, get like, if we get content like that, which is separate from the core narrative and doesn't need mm-hmm. to be consumed to enjoy the main narrative, I'm all down mm-hmm. for it. And oh, I suppose yeah. that's why I'm in favor of what they're doing with the Halo uh, TV series. But, yeah. but, but again, that's another discussion for another episode. Yeah, it's it. That's an entirely different discussion. <laughs> um, we can actually lump the Halo series with Arcane and all that, and yeah. speak about that because it's. I so, think it'll make Unreal amazing. Tournament, you were saying. Anyway, yeah. Before I digress, my own thoughts. So, Unreal Tournament did a weird thing, which is, I think it it should be applauded, but it ended up being banned. A spoiler alert. I don't. You wouldn't think this franchise has any lore. But yeah, we got um, we got Unreal Tournament, we got Unreal Tournament two K three, then we got two K seven, and eventually Unreal Tournament three. So Unreal Tournament three did the weird thing of giving the game an actual narrative. It gave the world and everything, including the technology, why why people can uh, re, uh, revive back to the start of the matches. It gave all of this. Um, backgrounds and explanations and it actually gave the game a story as well the the main character was trying to rescue his sister if i could okay wow and it wasn't a good game (laughs) i mean the the, the (laughs) game didn't even get good scores i would say it was it was um unfairly okay now now, this is my question right Mm -hmm. what what was the major criticism was it because it was a bad story or because it was bad gameplay this it was the same gameplay as the previous ones. The major so criticism came gameplay out was amazing, it was, but it failed narratively. Yeah, but it was also the only narrative we were ever given in Unreal Tournament. So for that alone, I would sure it wasn't that great. It was a very cliched story. Um, it was literally a rescue mission. You just go through all the the Unreal Tournament game modes and maps in an. Uh, randomly thrown together plots to get to the end and rescue the sister okay um but it exp- i love how they actually took the time uh, the the developers epic i guess they took the time to flesh out every single character I- in the franchise all the characters got a backstory yeah all the characters got ample enough time in the game to explain themselves to, to you, you, you mean, who they you, were. you mean the actual narrative Yes, the actual plot now. Okay. Um, they were all introduced as either bad guys or villains or gray gray area moral ethics. Mm, mm. Um, and we got a, you got a solid isolated story from beginning to end while it explains all the technology and all the reasons why you need to capture flags, why you need to defend zones, you see, why that's people actually can get quite revived. Interesting. It did a very brave thing. thing. Okay. And while the game was not good, I think it sh- it should be regarded as one of those games that actually tried to to you mean maybe but pioneered it a little bit maybe especially for that franchise which now just died away look um l- let's let's that- possibly also look at it from a bit of a different perspective right mm. so mm. perhaps the biggest issue here but I personally believe this is changing okay but let me let me first mm-hmm. <laughs> tell us to mention what it is that I'm thinking about before yeah, yeah, already yeah. getting to my conclusion <laughs> is video games about game are about gameplay 
that is yes. the the gist of what it is to enjoy and to play video games, right? Yeah. Um, it's why, in my personal opinion, Halo Infinite is probably the strongest title in the entire franchise. The gameplay is just superb. It's almost to the point where I can forgive the lackluster campaign. It's mm. just the gameplay is so, so, so good. But, you know, is that enough? Is gameplay enough of a reason to, to give games a pass from a narrative law perspective? See, you would say so <laughs> if you look at games like Quake Arena and Unreal Tournament and even Forza. PUBG. Because even PUBG, mm. yeah, I mean... Mm. Um, even, look, if I'll, you look I'll at even throw like Apex that. Legends in there. I know I spoke about yeah, yeah. Um, there being lore dumps and that, but I know 99% of people don't read the comics, don't bother watching mm-hmm. the, the, the lore videos that get released unless but, they're presented to you directly. But now imagine a spin-off about Apex coming, which is a single-player adventure or maybe even a co-op adventure. I don't know how that would work, honestly. Unless using all the backstory. You see, I think there's too many characters for that. Unless they they okay, now we're just spitballing, but No, but but you it, make it focused. No, if it was a new character that isn't in the the law. In other words, mm-hmm. th- this is a new character, and then throughout this character's adventure, they come across known characters from the Battle Royale. That I can mm-hmm. understand. And the reason for that is because there's already 15 characters. You, you would yep. almost need like 15 origin games to make it work. <laughs> mm. Did you get what I'm saying? So rather, yeah, yeah, rather, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a bit, a bit it's, different. It's kind of like a Rainbow Siege Extraction. Now they only use like three characters: Ash, um, Mer- I forgot the third one, and um, oh, I forgot the other two as well. But anyway, three main characters, which is basically the story, and then you get eighteen others that you can play as, and that's basically the story. So you can do that for Apex. Anyway, we're digressing. You see, my my, my entire yeah. point was to say that I just adore how our issues with the gaps that we need filled. Unreal Tournament Three actually tried to do, and it got panned and, for it, <laughs> and it got panned for it. Okay, so 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 this now once again, let's go back to the question of this episode or what this episode hmm. is focused about, and that is. How important are narrative law elements to video games? It's mm. a very nuanced answer. And that is because video games are unlike any other medium in the sense of they're interactive. You know, and also depending on their genre, they may not need narrative at all or law. Rather, mm. what Edward and I have been trying to convey throughout this episode is how if a game is already narrative heavy or already contains a core narrative, then additional law that fleshes out a, that, that canon narrative shouldn't be left to findables. Yeah. It should be explained adequately and enough to the gamer to not need to go and look for extra audio logs or books or scrolls, as I've said before. Rather, the self-contained core narrative should give you everything you need. However, if you are so inclined to explore, then you get those cherries on the top of maybe hints of what's to come or maybe um, 
Closing off a bit of a question somebody might have had from a loophole introduced in a previous narrative that might have been unintentional. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you, get, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying that a game that immediately comes to mind is Bioshock Infinite. Oh, brilliant and game. Love like, that game. You, you wouldn't think in any of the Bioshock games there are questions, okay? But the ending of Infinite. Oh, so good. Answers <laughs> questions you never knew you had. Yeah. You, you see, know, so, that's so amazing. To me, you know what? That's, I would say, the Bioshock infinite way of doing things is, is, I think Bioshock was one of the first. I stand to be yeah. corrected, but I, but I think. Oh, like the meta the, type. No, whereby you have a core narrative, but if you took the time to find the audio logs, you would you would know more about Atlas from the original game than before when you get to the end and he's like, um, you know, may you be so kind or whatever that that that. Uh, uh, yeah, if yeah, you, yeah. If you please, if you please. Right? Yeah, if you please. So what I mean by that is the Bioshock series. It's not narratively perfect by any means, but they no. always did a very good job of giving you more than enough from the core narrative. However. Yeah. If you found the extra little tidbits along the way, it would flesh it out so much more. Yes. And I think and then you that's what you're getting at, right? Because I, I remember so much. Infinite was just incredible. I loved the story, yeah. the, the timey-wimey stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And like you said, it answered things you never needed to answer. But also at the same time, picking up those audio logs along the way fleshed it out so much more. But even yeah. if you missed out on all the audio logs, you, were still, you still enjoyed an incredible narrative. That's, that's the thing, because... No matter if you miss four audio logs until you get to the main, uh, to the end or whatever, each and every audio log you get always is also self-contained. It gives you a little bit of lore without giving you questions. Yes. Precisely. Which is amazing. Precisely. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. So, I mean, we ha have we answered how important <laughs> our narrative lore elements to video games? I would say... Yes. It's... I think we have answered it enough because... As we yeah. said, it's nuanced, depends on the genre, depends on the, the gameplay, depends on the style. I think the issue is that we need to stop giving games that push a narrative a pass when exploration is required to flesh out the narrative because there are narrative pieces missing. Exactly. That yeah. is, I think, the, the crux of this discussion, is that there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with the narrative, but if you're going to do a narrative... You do it properly, you do it wholly, so that there aren't so many questions left on the floor that can only be answered by external media or yeah. um, media within the game that needs to be found. Because doing mm -hmm. so means that your narrative is then never complete, and an incomplete narrative eventually becomes unfulfilling. Because then mm -hmm. along the way, especially with sequels, you will come to wonder what happened there. I, I, I'm, what, when did this happen, huh? I, this is strange. Who's this? <laughs> it, it it gives you too much <clears throat> too much questions yes uh, the, yeah uh, I think the big thing is having a question or two is always good because it, make, it makes you want more and wanting more is always a good thing that's what sequels yeah. are for <laughs> but you shouldn't be asking questions about what already transpired yeah and Correct. why it transpired I, that's exactly it yeah oh. Well, we would also love to know, what do you think? You know, what do you think, our, our listeners and viewers, of lore and narratives in video games? Do you agree with what we say about it? Or do you not care? Or, or maybe you care a lot. 
Are you somebody who only plays narrative-focused video games? Or alternatively, are you somebody who couldn't care less about the narrative? You know, let us know because video games are a very interesting medium. You know, as mm-hmm. we've said before, they, the, the fact that they're interactive gives them so much more nuance in terms of what is possible with the narrative versus something like movies or TV series. So, yeah, I'd love to hear what uh, all of you have to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, that is the end of episode 81. Yeah. Was a good one. Yeah. Well, well I mean, I enjoyed it. I, 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 I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, we maybe went like a little bit all over the show, a little bit kind of like a bad narrative. <laughs> but Or a very good one. <laughs> or a very, but, but somewhere <laughs> along the way, we have the little tidbits here and there, you know. Um, mm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a... It's just an interesting thing to me. And personally speaking, from my perspective, I'm, an, I'm a narrative person. I, mm. I gravitate towards games that have a much better narrative than those that don't. But of course, again, it, it depends on the game. So if yeah. it's a game where you can create your own narrative, like something like RimWorld, that's also a lot of fun. But that's not yeah. what we're talking about here because that's your uh, create it's your different. own adventure thing like The Sims and so yeah. on and so forth. Or even Jurassic World Evolution 2, you know, that's... There are different style games, right? But I mean, if you're going to give me a incredible story to get involved in, I don't mind doing the whole law searching thing, but it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be to the point where I have to now go to external media or I have to find audio logs or whatever the case is. Otherwise, the story is incomplete. That's all I want to say about that. Yeah. So, yeah. All righty then. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you like what we do, your support will be greatly appreciated. So, you know, you know like, subscribe, etc., etc. More importantly, share. Share these discussions if you if you enjoy them. And also talk to us. Comment with comment below. Yeah. <coughs> Don't be afraid to tell us we're wrong. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, we'll just argue with you online. It's fine. <laughs> um, either way, thank you once again for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you all again on the next episode. So until yeah. then, bye. Bye.